Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 197 for the 8th of Sivan and Alipir. So it's the day after Shavuos, Yisru Chag. I hope you guys all had a great holiday. And today we're going to talk about miracles. So really fun subject, right? Who doesn't like miracles? <laughs> so miracles are wondrous. They're fun. They're magical. They're really great. And throughout Judaism, we see many, many examples of miracles, right? All kinds of different things that we experienced as being miraculous. Maybe you can think of some miracles in your own life that you think of and, and refer to as miracles. But perhaps the biggest miracle of all, or the one that is sort of like the archetype of all miracles that gets referenced probably the most, is the miracle of the splitting of the Red Sea. When we were leaving Egypt, we were running away from the Egyptians, and we encountered the sea, and we didn't know what to do, and God split the sea. And the sea behaved in a very unnatural way, and it actually stood straight upright, making a pathway for the Jews to cross through on the land to get to the other side of the sea. So what we're going to actually learn about today is that as miraculous as the splitting of the sea was, it actually was not the biggest miracle of all. There's actually a much more fundamental miracle at play, which is not only a one-time event. It's not something that we can point to and say like, oh, look, this is, this is that splitting of the sea. How amazing is that? But it's actually the miracle of our very lives, the miracle of our very existence. Because while Truly, it was something very extraordinary and something very outside of the norm that happened when the sea split. Nevertheless, what was really happening there is that there was the nature of water, which is usually to flow downwards. That's how water usually does. That's the natural law of water. The, and then here, the, the nature of water changed and shifted so that now it became standing upright. Nevertheless, what a, where does this nature of water come from to begin with? The whole fact that water exists, the whole fact that there is a natural law, that's a lot more miraculous than just changing that not law, the nature of the law itself, right? So the way that we'll really come to understand this today, and this is the subject of today's episode, is by really looking at the difference between the creation of something by a human being versus the creation of something by God. And the ultra is going to really talk about how this is really the one of the biggest mistakes that philosophers make in terms of their heresy, in terms of denying God or misunderstanding God and misunderstanding how it is that God creates the world. And that they liken the creation of the world, the way God creates the world, to the way that man creates. And the fundamental difference between these two things is because the way that man creates anything, whether it's creating creating a house, creating a piece of jewelry, creating some pottery or whatever it is, 
they're not really creating. What any, the best we can do as human beings is to take one substance and make it into something else, change its form, change its shape, maybe even change its texture, maybe even change it from like a gas to a solid to a liquid, which is pretty cool, right? But we're not actually creating anything. What only God can do, and this is how God creates, and this is what makes God unique is the creation of ex nihilo, something from nothing. So while yes, it is very amazing when we see like a true artist at work, a true builder that builds something really incredible, that's really incredible for sure. And truly the experience of, we don't want to diminish that experience that we all had at the splitting of the sea and how miraculous that was. But there's a much more fundamental miracle at play that we just really take for granted day after day after day, which is our very lives, which is the whole existence of these laws of nature to begin with. So let's get straight into the text. And for context today, we are beginning chapter two of Shari Chodba And so here we go. So the Alter Rebbe says that he's, he's continuing with yesterday's section of where we talked about how it is that the fundamental reality of the entire universe is really built on God's word, on his utterances, the utterances through which he created the world. And this is what underlies all of our creation and all of our reality and brings it into life, something from nothing at all times. So the Altarba says that in this teaching, in this understanding of the building blocks of the world, we can come to bring an answer to those heretics and to reveal the source of their error to those people that deny the existence of divine providence and to, and, and to, to deny the miracles that are stated in the Torah. Because like, you know, a lot of philosophers and heretics, they, they say to themselves like, oh, those stories that are in the Torah, you really believe them? You really believe that God split the sea and did these things? So through today's episode and through understanding this fundamental underpinning of, of reality, we can really come to appreciate and see where these philosophers are mistaken. So the Alter Rebbe says that the fundamental mistake that these philosophers make is that they, and their false understanding and their false imagination, they are likening God's work who creates the heavens and the earth to the work of man and to his machinations. Because when a person goes out to create a vessel, then the vessel, no, after creating that vessel, then the vessel no longer needs the creator. Because even after, like, imagine if you picture somebody who's like making like a, a pot, a, a, a bowl out of pottery or something like that. So after creating that bowl, then the person makes that bowl and then the person leaves and the person goes off into the marketplace and everything. But the bowl is still there. The bowl still exists, just like it was immediately after leaving the maker's hands. So people think, so people, these philosophers, they make the mistake that this is exactly how God creates the world. And this is how the heavens and the earth were created. But they don't see the great difference between the, the work of man and his machinations which is something from something, which is merely what is something from something, is that if we're merely changing the form of something, changing the shape of something. So it's like we're taking like a piece of silver and we're making it into a vessel. So it's like, let's say if somebody formed this like silver bowl, they took a block of silver and they made that block of silver into a very beautiful silver bowl. Yes, it's a very beautiful silver bowl, but it's really something from something. Versus when we're talking about the action of the, uh, the creation of the heavens and the earth, 
this is a creation that comes something from nothing. And this is a much more wondrous thing. And this is so much more wondrous even than the splitting of the sea by way of analogy. So this is what I was talking about in the introduction. Because in the splitting of the sea, what happened was that God caused there to be like this very strong wind that was there for the entire, for the entire night. And then the water split. And then they stood up like a wall. And if God would have ceased blowing this wind, even for a moment, then the water would have come back down as is its way in nature. So the nature of water is to flow down in this way. And they wouldn't have stood upright. So really the miraculous thing about the splitting of the sea was the fact that God was constantly causing this wind to be there to cause the water to go against its nature and to stand upright when really it usually goes down. However, says the Altarebbe, this nature of the water that we take for granted that it flows downwards is also a creation. And it's also something which has created something from nothing at all times. Because we see, for example, like there's rocks and the, and the nature of rocks is to stand upright on its own accord without any wind, J just that the nature of the water is to flow downwards. So that's the end of the section. So what the altar is really leaving us off with today, and I think this is the takeaway message, is to not take things for granted. Like we think of things as being miraculous when they are unexpected, when we see things that are like beyond anything that we ever experienced. Like if somebody were to say to you, I saw, I woke up the other day and the sun was purple. And you were to say, really? And like you most likely wouldn't believe them because that hasn't been your experience of the sun. Every single day when you wake up in the morning, you see the sun and it's yellow. It's not purple. And so if somebody were to say, no, the sun was actually purple, I mean, maybe maybe you would Google and see if there was some kind of like nature, like kind of like eclipse or something like that would that would make the sun purple. But you'd be kind of skeptical if they said that, like, let's say they said that the sun was purple and it actually came down from the sky and it landed in the person's backyard and you had a whole conversation with the sun. Like then you'd probably think this person was like really off their rocker, right? But why? If you think about it, it's like the only reason why we assume that the sun is always going to be yellow and that the sun is always going to be up in the sky is because that's our experience with the sun day after day after day. Just like our experience with a rock being a rock is that it stands still. What if somebody were to tell you that their rock climbed in through their window and walked into their house. You'd also probably think that was crazy, but that's only because our experience of rocks are that they stay still. Water goes downward, a rock stays still, a sun stays in the sky. But these are all things that it's their nature, but why? Where does this nature come from? It's only their nature because God created them and God created their nature. And while this is, it's something we get used to, it's something that we take for granted, what the ultra is really teaching us here is it's not something we should take for granted. We should take a minute and think about this and think about how miraculous this is. That really what's happening here in our creation day after day after day is so much more miraculous even than if one of these things were to change their nature like we had in the splitting of the sea. Because in the splitting of the sea, all that was happening really is that God was teaching, taking the nature of water and saying, you know, I'm actually going to just switch it so that its nature today is going to be different. Today, it's going to stand up when it usually goes down. So that's really not that different than a person who takes the nature of a silver like glob, which is just like its nature is just to be solid and it heats it up and makes it into a liquid in order to form it into something else. That's taking something and changing it 
from something to something. But what God does is really taking something and changing it from something into nothing. And even the ability to change its nature fundamentally is outside of the scope of man, obviously. But what's even outside of the scope of man is really even to create that nature to begin with. So I hope this was enlightening and we will continue along these lines tomorrow when we conclude this chapter two and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.